0: Let's understand this week the machloitis between the Aven Ezra and the Rambam. According to the Aven Ezra, Yosef, which of course they thought is Tofnas Panayach, Pari had renamed him Tofnas Panayach. Chuvetz Chaim says this was part of the miracle because if he was called Yosef, they probably would have known right away that this is Yosef. Or at least it would have raised the flag. But Paray had renamed him Tofnas Panayach. So this great king of Egypt, Tofnas Panayach, had told them, "Bring down Vinyamin and V Aini ulov." Ezra says, "Yosef had said, "Let me see him." The Ramban says, is not illusion of seeing." The osimu is illusion of being kind, as Rashtur Ramban says, in both scenarios, Reb Yitzchok, the question raised in Rashi is, to Yosef, you promised V'osimu Aini, and now, Mr. President, after V'osimu Aini, what has happened? Now you're turning Benjamin into a slave. Comes the Rashbam, who's a grandchild of Rasha, and the Rashbam says, Aphile Pusha. He's telling Yosef, even if Benjamin did steal the becher, afil even if Benjamin did steal the becher, it'd be so devarov. a for a king to not keep his promise. The Rashbam Gait with the Mahalik from the Rambam that Yosef had promised v'asim lo einai. V'asim means I'll take care of him you don't need to take care of him if he didn't commit a crime. If he didn't commit a crime, he doesn't need anyone to take care of him. When does he need somebody to take care of him? When he did commit a crime. And that's exactly what Yehida is telling Yosef, you gave us a get out of jail free card. Because you told us before we brought Ben Yemen over here, the or Oayim. And Vorosimur Ayin means I'll go out of my way to protect him. As long as he lives within the boundaries of the law, you don't need to go out of your way to protect him. He is anyway protected. The very essence of Vorosimur Ayin means that even if he breaks the law, you're still going to pardon him. And now you cannot break that promise. In America, it's very hard to understand this because no president gives that kind of immunity to a person. But imagine the great, um, vicious, evil monster from Russia. Vladimir Putin invites over a person. And he tells the person that if you come here, I will protect you. Then I will make sure you reach home safe. Then the person knows that even if he commits a crime, Putin will keep his word. Because that is what a dictator does. That is what a king does. His word is his bond. And he makes sure that whatever he promised is kept. So now we have two distinct mehalchen. The mehalach from the even Ezra. He just asked, he want to see him. The Ramban says, I will be extra careful with him. And the Raspam learns the fact that he said, I will be extra cautious, extra careful, extra compassionate, means that even if he commits a crime, you still have to pardon him. Yet the Ramban himself, Disagrees with the Rashbam's pshat, and the Ramban says as follows: What our Rabbi said, and what the Rashbam quoted, what what the our said, he says, Seem us and doesn't justify that if you do a crime, you shouldn't pay the time. If you steal a becher that the king uses, do you think that even then you will be pardoned? Yosef already lived up to his promise. He greeted them with respect. He made out of respect for a woman. A beautiful party. And he gave him gifts. And he gave them plenty of grain. He gave them plenty of grain. Yosef would have a simple return, a simple response. He would tell the brothers, When you brought down the Newman, I went out of my way in a way that no king has ever done for a layman. I made a party, I gave him extra grain. I greeted him, I did everything. So, the Ramban says that this wasn't an intellectual argument, it was an emotional argument. And now we will understand something very deep and very important. A person does a terrible crime in America. America... The justice system in America is one of the most corrupt justice systems in the entire Western world. I wouldn't say in the entire world because the whole East and Middle East and the whole of Asia is everything is corrupt, as corrupt as it gets. But the Western world has some level of decency after over a thousand years or almost two thousand years of Eden living in the West, the West absorbed some kind of level of decency but the justice system in america is corrupt on many levels we've discussed this when we learned msechtes and for instance the concept of a plea deal is evidently inherently corrupt because you tell the person i'm giving you 30 years jail if you admit i'm giving you two years of course he's going to admit and not go to the fight so basically you're making innocent people admit to a crime instead of sending everyone into the court. The whole concept of a plea deal is inherently mm-hmm. corrupt, which of course the Torah says, <laughs> There's multiple levels of corruption. The fact that a single judge gets to decide the sentence of a person, corrupt. He had a bad day at home and he comes in and he lets it out on the person in front of him. Number three, jury of your peers. There's an inherent problem in the whole jury system in America. A person who's worth a couple of dollars sits on the dock. And the people that are in the jury box are less wealthy, less well off than him. They come from areas that are extremely jealous of people that have money. So inherently the defendant is at a disadvantage. Because instead of the jury walking in with compassion, they walk in with jealousy etc etc there is in america the concept of um, the prosecutor running for election based on how many people he managed to convict how many high profile cases so he is inherently corrupt because he has an agenda beyond justice we can continue to discuss and discuss and discuss As somebody stopped me yesterday and told me that Giuliani was fined $147 million for defamation, which of course is corrupt in itself. But he was also a corrupt prosecutor. So corruption goes around and around. Yes, he made the city safer, but he arrested innocent people as well along the way. So the concept is that this whole country needs a big shake-up from the court outwards. From the Harvard School of Genocide to the of the court system there's a lot to be corrected in this country but we won't correct them we're gonna continue with our khidish so you come in front of the judge the way you come out safe from court is you prove your innocence that's where the judge comes in because a judge's job is justice the job of the judges justice as Justice Scalia Used to say the judge is not the maker of the law, he can only interpret the law as it is supposed to be. So the judge has to present justice. Justice means if you're guilty, you're guilty, and if you're innocent, you're innocent. There's no ways about it. The oymik of malchis. The oymik of malchis is the ability to pardon. We've already discussed this before, Rosh Hashanah, the Melech's power does not lie in his ability to kill. Every thug in the world can pick up a gun and kill. Even such beasts that live in Gaza can pick up guns and kill. Every madman, every subhuman can do it. The power of a king lies in his ability to be choymal. Chamoil al-masecho. We tell the you are the Melech Oilam, the ability to be Only a king can take somebody that is to die, and what will he tell him? I'm going to pardon you and you're not going to die. Only a king can do this. A king can say, you deserve to die, but because I am the king, I get to make the decision and I'm pardoning you and you will not die. You hear in Oymek? Zok Ramban. Yehida wasn't coming with a legal argument. Yehida was coming with this argument. You are a melech. You are a king. And the ability of a king is to say, yes, Yamin deserves to be enslaved. Yes, Ben Yamin did the crime. Yes, he's guilty. But because I am the king, I have the right to say he will not be punished. He will go back to his father.